and welcome to Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, the video game podcast where we talk about everything under the video game sun. I am your special guest host, Riley. Not a not a single one of your usual hosts could make it today. So they got me. They they pulled me out from the warehouse and they dusted me off and they had <laughs> they had me run the shit for today. Um and joining me is special guest. Uh, returning to the show for the second time, to my knowledge, you know, she could be on the shit every week. I haven't listened in a time. <laughs> I would have no way to know. It's Demi Gloom, folks. Um, <clears throat> I'm a woman. If you didn't, then you know now. Please refer to me with she, her pronouns. If you with it, we can get it. We can go now. If you're assuming my gender, you better slow down, motherfucker. Demi Gloom, the in this motherfucking bitch. Yo, we finna really? do some Come pixels, on. some polygons, and some fun, motherfucker. Uh, yo, adding the the gunshots and the air horns and shit right here. Uh, whoever's editing this, <laughs> Jinchi, adding gunshots and air horns <laughs> no, right here, and no. then um. Add like the the I'll I'll send you my DJ drop. It'll be DJ Demi, and you know what I mean. <laughs> and then it's gonna say, then it's gonna say, bruh, my weed, and then the toilet will flush, and then that's the end of my outro. <laughs> my or my weed, intro. This lady, wild, bro. This way, lady, wild, bro. My weed. <laughs> <laughs> you Gigi, This is what happens when you put the show in my capable hands. It's it's gonna go great. Uh-huh. Shout out to DJ Skywalker, by the way, my favorite host of this podcast. <laughs> Love that guy. Um, all right. <laughs> let's get in to the news and let's make that stupid fucking phone call. It's still in the show. God damn it. We'll be right back. Oh, yes. I see. Good news, everyone. And welcome to the news segment, folks. All righty. Demi Gloom, I believe you've got. <laughs> A hard-hitting story for us. We have breaking news about the latest video game innovations from Kotaku.com. Uh, an article by Ashley Bardhan. Barden. I, I, I don't know. From Tuesday, uh, 2.40 p.m. Doesn't have a date on it, just says Tuesday. So Tuesday, as in a couple days ago. Fuck you. Um... From VR to vibrators, a video game sex tech has now now has infinite possibilities. So, whoa! Uh, infinite possibilities. Infinite possibilities. <laughs> Shitting dick nipples, my friends. Whoa. Uh, in in two thousand two, games journalist and researcher Jane. How come every time I have to read some shit on a podcast, podcast there's always some fucking podcast. Un- every time I'm on a podcast, there's some like unpronounceable shit that I have to read. Jane Pincard used the trance vibrator, a USB accessory that would vibe in time with the music of the trippy PS2 shooter Res to Masturbate. In her now classic That's blog, fucking Pincard lauded. <laughs> That's some like next level <laughs> seven thousand awesome. IQ shit. <laughs> Holy shit! I was not. I was expecting this to be a very silly article about like VR porn. That is fucking cool. Fun fact. Shout out to fucking Jane Pincard, who used the trance vibrator. Um, Pincard lauded the 
the game's dripping colors and transportive sounds, but found the physical sensations generated by the trans vibrator most compelling. I moved the vibrator into my lap, she wrote. Her boyfriend continued to play the game while she sat in her underwear. Trans vibrator. Oh, her boyfriend played the game. That's gay. Give all the, give the, the no. We don't need the gritty details here. I don't need. I don't need to read this erotic story. <laughs> erotic story from a real woman. Uh, <laughs> buttplug.io <laughs> makes the magic happen. Buttplug.io, as we know it today, started in April 2017, but the history goes back far longer than that. Says Kyle. Machulis, Maculus, Kyle. Oh, wait, Machulis. you said this was in 2002, right? Or did you misread that? No, this is a different thing. Oh, okay. It's like an article about, like. But the, like, the, the vibrant, the, the story about that girl, that was 2002, right? Yeah. Okay, it's based. For a minute, I thought I thought you misread it and it was like 2022, and I was like, no, nah, that's not as based. But yeah. yeah in 2002, cool. like, that's fucking genius. Since I have background in hardware programming and reverse engineering, I decided to do just. The boring part for everyone, he said. According to its website, buttplug.io now stands as the leading project for <laughs> controlling intimate hardware, including sex toys, fucking machines, and more. But in addition to supporting perhaps more expected hardware, such as the app-controlled sex toys made by WeVibe and Kiro, buttplug.io also offers plugins for game engines that can interface with various devices via Bluetooth, USB, and other standard protocols. I think... We- do we get the gist of this? Yes, we do get the gist okay, of okay. this. Like, I don't need to keep well, what, Is there like a video game aspect that we're, not, that we're missing besides this amazing story from 2002? Just the fact that people are like, you know, like hardwiring these video games to work with sex toys, you know? Like, do, you, do you think someday... The, when are we going to get the first sex toy compatible dating sim? When is it going to happen? It probably already exists. <laughs> that might be true. Sex toy compatible VR dating sim. It's like it's real. I mean, it's definitely possible. It's probably a thing already. I'm just. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd have to imagine. I, I don't know if I'd want that personally, unless it worked with Toradora. In that case, fuck yeah. But other than that, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seems kind of pointless. Uh, Ryuji's like, mom from Toradora. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that like video games getting more and more real is necessarily like a good advancement. Like there's like this shit where it's like, look, you're now you're on an exercise bike with like a fake AR fifteen in your hands playing this VR, like real life war shooter game. It's like, do I really it's like motherfucker, if I wanted this, I would go to war. I would go fight in fucking Iraq. Like, do I need do we need video games to be more realistic? Like, I understand to an extent adding a little bit of realism, like, you know, like um, those like racing games where you like sit in the car at the arcade or like shit like that but like when it comes to like the actual like physical sensations people are even like having like these like suits and shit that they wear where it like hurts you it like stings you if you get hit in a game like obviously i'm sure it's light but like still it's like why do we need video games to be real the whole point of video games is to escape from reality I think it's an interesting like genre of like gaming technology. Like I, I don't want it to replace video games outright, but I think it's really cool. D- Demi, I want Sword Art Online to be real someday, and I want to be in it. <laughs> Even if you get trapped I, I in don't... it, I want to be in it. I don't want to be a part of Sword Art Online, the real life Sword Art Online. <laughs> I want to be in Sword Art Online. That's my dream. Sword Art Online wasn't even like entertaining. 
I'm not whatever. We're not talking about the anime here. I'm talking about the real game, the real full dive technology, hypothetically in real life, is what I want. Understandable. What if they made, they can make a Pokemon game with that? That'd be dope as fuck. With sex toys? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, maybe. I don't know. All right, let's. I, I got a news for you. So, I suppose this is the news about a video game, but it is news about a video game character on a different medium. Uh, so, from HollywoodReporter.com, written is this by... Is about the Mario movie? No, it's not about the Mario movie. <laughs> from HollywoodReporter.com, written by Ryan Parker. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers' random ugly cameo sets Twitter ablaze. Uh, now, let's, let, let's talk about this. What okay, the fuck is so, Chippendale Rescue Rangers? <laughs> it's a movie that just came out on Disney Plus. Um, based what, on a, who's, the, who's the video game character? Let me tell you. Uh, let me read okay. the article. Okay, <laughs> of, the, all, of, of all the fun and surprising animated and CG cameos in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, there's one that stole the show and sent Twitter into a tizzy. A character known as Ugly Sonic makes an appearance in the Disney Plus film. Series of the same the name, is- Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which began streaming on Friday, stars st- Saturday Night, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so voiced by comedian Tim Robinson, a hilarious version of the scrapped blue hedgehog character design for the 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog Paramount movie appears at a fan convention in an area for irrelevant characters. Ugly Sonic is trying to get by in the industry as best he can, but it's pretty clear his roles are scarce and cons are his main source of income. Ugly Sonic was among the top trends on Twitter Friday morning, thanks to the cameo. So, the original Ugly Sonic design that the internet bullied uh, the movie company out of using is now in the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Trending on Twitter, only rivaled by Vosh, who is just constantly (laughs) sitting at the number one fucking Twitter trending tab for no reason at all. But so by ugly Sonic, do you mean like the pre-redesigned? Yes, the, the Sonic? Sonic from the oh, first okay. trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why is he in this Chippendale movie? Like, what's the context? Okay, so the premise of the movie, as I understand, is like so. The way they make it out is that like cartoon characters are actually like actors. Uh, oh god. Okay. Yeah. And ugly Sonic is like this guy who like his he he didn't get to be in the movie and now he's just like irrelevant and he. Sign stuff at cons, and he's like, "Look at me, I'm ugly, Sonic." Da, 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 da. It seems like, like one of those. This <laughs> seems like one of those movies that's going to, um, or that like just flexes a bunch of IP, like fucking uh, Ready Player One, where they just it was like half the appeal of the movie was like fifty thousand like shitty low quality CG models of like popular pop culture characters, like or like Space Jam Two, what they did. Like I find that sort of oh, aspect Space annoying. Space Jam too. What a what a thing that happens. Do you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I, I like I totally how how understand. companies companies make movies to flex IP. Like, have you seen Ready Player One? I actually saw it in theaters uh, when it was yeah when it came like, out. Half of the movie is like just like showing them off a bunch of like characters that exist in like media. 
Look, they have a bunch of popular media characters. Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Look, it's Iron Giant. Oh my god, dude! It's the Iron Giant, dude. It's the Ninja Turtles, bro. <gasps> um, dude, bro, dude, is dude, that it's... Chucky from the Child's Play horror movies? Whoa, dude! It's The Shining. It's like they're in The Shining. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> they didn't even have the book. Has the fucking like mecha from the seventies ja- Japanese Spider-Man show? They didn't even put in the movie. Those fuckers. The fucking book? The book has like all these like copyrighted characters in it. <laughs> so it says so like the like in the book it's like and then the giant mecha from Spider-Man appears and says like <laughs> what the fuck? Like that's like that's only appealing in cinema. That sort of like, you know, cameo. That leopardod is his is his true name. That's fucking stupid. Fuck Ready Player One. This is video game related, technically. <laughs> there, there are plenty of video game characters, and there's a, the whole thing is like it's oh, a video game. Wreck It Ralph kind of did that too, but I think Wreck It Ralph like was meaningful, and I think that was a pretty good movie. It didn't rely on it at all. Was that Hot Chick from Ready Player One, or am I thinking a different movie? Uh, that that could be a lot of movies. You said all you said was that Hot Chick, like the like like the Hot Chick where like. She has, like, one minor thing, like, wrong with her, and she, like, freaks out about it, even though she's, like, the hottest person in existence. Again, that's, like, Like, that's, like, so many movies. (laughs) No, like, in Ready Player One, isn't there a character like that? I think so. I don't, I don't fucking remember. Okay. (laughs) I fell asleep, actually, I fell asleep during, like, like, one of those, like, epic battles. There was, like, four, like, epic battles in that movie that was just, like, it was, like, (laughs) there was, like, it was like a battle of like ten like trillion like low quality like CGI fucking rendered rendered uh copyrighted characters just Listen, battling okay. each other. It was like it was like Ready they, they like one. zoomed out. You're just like it's like watching a fucking ant farm. Like just like thousands and thousands and thousands of fucking CG models going at it. Like I can't I couldn't pay attention to anything. It was fucking awful. <laughs> Fuck Ready Player One. Yeah. Listen, Ready Player One walked so that Free Guy could run, okay? Yeah, this is tr- I haven't seen Free Guy, but I, I saw the Is It Kino about Free Guy, so this is true. Free Guy is very good, uh, but let's, let's fucking move on from this little tangent here. Um, um, no, no, I was going to say Wreck-It Ralph r- walked so that Ready Player One could jog so that, that Free Guy, free guy could run. Could run. I, don't, I don't think Wreck-It Ralph walked. I think that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, that's true. Wreck-It Ralph was way better than Ready Player One, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking but, Pixels! Uh, I forgot about Pixels. Do you remember that movie? Let's not remember that movie. <laughs> let's for, let's go movie? back to forgetting that movie. Dude, what if I told you I, I liked that movie? I, I didn't uh, think Pixels was a bad movie. Uh, listen, I don't I don't know what Pixels is a movie, but I do know about Pixels is a podcast, and let's continue with it and not talk about the Adam Sandler film Pixels anymore. Uh, the Adam Sandler podcast Pixels. <laughs> wow! It yes, is I, I Adam Sandler. <laughs> no, no, Adam, Adam Sandler's Gingy. He's not here. I'm uh, Kevin James. Wait, was was Kevin James in Pixels? Yes. Why is why are they like cast together so much? Like Kevin James and Adam Sandler are not like a great. Ne- never mind. Never, why? Why are we talking about Kevin James and Adam Sandler? Everybody who you could think of as people that are in Adam Sandler movies were in Pixels. Was Chris Rock in Pixels? 
I don't think so. I don't remember anything about Pixels. Let me look this up. Pixels cast. <laughs> and then this podcast comes up. <laughs> Josh Gad. <laughs> Who the fuck is uh Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know these people. A- A- Andy Sandberg's in it, right? Uh no, I don't think so. I might be thinking of somebody else. Um Andy Signore. <laughs> That's definitely not what I'm thinking of. Um did did nothing wrong, by the way, for the record. Um, but continuing on, I don't have any more news, and I assume you don't either, Demi Glow. I do have news. Um, okay. It, it goes something like this. <clears throat> I just had sex, and it felt so good, felt so good. A woman let me put my penis inside her. Oh, I just had sex. And I'll never go back, never go back to the not having sex ways of the past. <laughs> you ever had sex? I have. It felt great. It felt so good when I did it with my penis. A girl let me do it. It literally just happened. Having sex can make a nice man out the meanest. Never guess where I just came from. I had sex. If I had to describe the feeling, it was the best. When I had the sex, yeah, my penis felt great. And I called my parents right after I was done. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Guess what I just did? <laughs> had sex. Undress all her boobies and the rest. Well, it's sure nice of her to let you do that thing. Nice of any girl ever. Now saying, I just had sex. And if... Right, I'm not going to say... I could sing that whole song. You just went off. That's (laughs) Lonely Island, right? Yeah, I went far beyond the logical conclusion of that joke. (laughs) That bit, yeah. I just wanted to, it was too beautiful of a moment to cut short. I just wanted to let you keep going. Um, But uh, let's get into, uh, wow, I don't remember the order of segments of my own show. Um, Fuck it, we're going in out of order games we played we'll be right back hey we're back you just heard the transition fuck i'm not used to this show structure anymore you see no show i do has like real transitions or segments or structure <laughs> so it's hard to put myself back in this mindset was the last show that had that like brony initiation podcast i suppose that brony initiation did have that but like that was just like randomly you'd be like, we'll be right back after these messages. Pixels yeah. has like every segment will be like, we'll be right back, and then it goes da 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 and then it's like, oh, welcome back. Right. But anyway, it's time to talk about the video games that we've been playing recently around the past week or so. Uh Demi Gloom, tell us. Um, I really only play video games while re- Riley at this point. Uh I've been playing spongebob truth or square on the psp uh it's pretty solid 3d platformer with a little bit of action and you know it's like a beat-em-up slash 3d platformer as most children's games of the early 2000s were it's really enjoyable and it's just like a nice thing that i can do to sort of like i can almost zone out but not quite like there's just enough strategy where i like I'm engaged, but it's just easy enough where I'd like never get like frustrated with it. It's a it's a really nice little game to play, and I don't have anything else to say about it. Is that the only game you've been playing in recent memory that you can recall for this podcast? Um, I'm trying to think. 
Uh, I guess I played some Minecraft lately. A little bit of Minecraft Ooh. more recently. I enjoyed playing... A little bit of mining, a little bit of crafting. <laughs> I, I, I went back to trying to build like a little hotel. Like I, That's like the one thing that I can build. I can make like... Fam- uh, what can she make, folks? It's a cliffhanger of the ages. <laughs> Yo, can you hear me? Yo, hey. Okay, yes. sorry. My connection is all fucked up. Um, I made a trans flag in Minecraft, and it was fun. Based. It's like the easiest thing to build. Well, but yeah, you did it. I made it. <laughs> We're all gonna make it, bro. In this year, <laughs> in 2012, guys, we're all gonna get girlfriends. Hell it's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> in 2012, you, when I was 10 years old. Have you seen the that like 4chan post or like whatever? It was like I think it was a Reddit post. No, it was like a Wojak like smiling or whatever. He's like, it was like um, it was a post for like New Year's 2013 or something, maybe 2014. I don't remember. It was like this is the year, guys. We're all gonna get girlfriends. <laughs> it's pretty good. It aged like milk. Yeah, unfortunately. This uh, is becoming the PCP. Riley, hurry, hurry up, say something. Say something cool. The, what, do you, the, what do you mean it's becoming the PCP? What do you mean by this? Just go, bitch. What did she mean by this? <laughs> but, uh, fuck. God damn it. Why am I so tired? I'm always tired. I can't escape it. <laughs> and the, the demons, they come for me every day. And I can't even record a podcast normally anymore because my brain does not work. Um, okay, so I guess I'll say what I've been playing. Uh, I've played uh, games or two. Um, <laughs> I uh, um, the main the headliner is that I've been playing some some Ratatouille for the GameCube. Very very high quality video game that I quite enjoy. Actually, unironically, pretty good for being a Ratatouille video game. I have some nostalgic memories of playing it on the PS2, um, and I got it for my GameCube emulator. I've been having a good time playing playing some Ratatouille. Some have you played um have you played any other like kids like 3D platformers for like the GameCube slash PS2 era? Uh, like shitty licensed games like that? Or is Rat- Ratatouille well, is a platformer? First of all, right? Ratatouille is not shitty, and yet it's like a 3D platformer slash puzzle slash action, like you know, that kind yeah. of game. Like every game to ever exist. Um <laughs> Every I'm trying to think of anything else I played. Like I can think of like kids' license game I played, but weirdly enough, they all seem to be like. Well, I guess the open season, but that wasn't really a platform. That was like an ad. Fully open an season was game. kind of. It was kind of a platformer. There was some platform. The Game Boy Advance version was a 2D platformer, and from what I'm told, it's actually pretty decent. But the the 3D version is an interesting. Uh, the, game. It's an interesting concoction. That humanity came up I with. I love that game as a kid. That kid was the game was based. Um, I never played I had, uh, the game the, as a kid. I had the Surf's Up game, which was like a surfing racing game, and it was actually pretty good. Um, Is it like I a had, Mario Kart clone? Kind of, but like you, you also did like surfboard tricks and shit. I, I don't even quite remember. It's been a long time. Um, and I had Cars, which was just like a, a standard racing game, but it was actually pretty good. 
Cars game was cool. I played the Cars 3 demo on the PSP, which I'm sure is a very different experience than most people are used to. No, the the Cars 1 game on the PS2 is, is pretty good. I don't know about the Cars 3 game on PSP. I don't even, like, I totally forgot there was a Cars 3 until, like, just now. What even was Cars 3? I could have sworn there was only two. Cars 3. Don't you remember the Cars 3 trailer was, like, controversial? No, why? What happened in it? Like, Lightning McQueen, like, crashed. And, like, it was, like, emotionally impactful. And, like... Like, all the parents' reviews were like, do not show your children the Cars 3 trailer unless you want to give them the death talk. It was really funny. Does Lightning McQueen die in Cars 3? Hello. Hi. Sorry. Does Lightning McQueen die in Cars 3? No, he doesn't die. (laughs) He just gets hurt. Oh, no. Not Lightning McQueen. Why'd they do that to him? He dies in the sense that your Pokemon die, you know? <laughs> they, they took it to the Pokemon Center and then he was all better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did that in the movie. Um, but one of the video games that I played, I played a little bit. I played a little bit of Naruto Clash of Ninja Revolution on the Wii and then I realized it wasn't good. So I <laughs> stopped playing it and I deleted the file. I remember two and three being good, but I never played one. But I, so I tried one, and it wasn't good. That's um, unfortunate. I had two and three as a kid, um, but yeah, I tried that for a little bit. I was just fucking around with that. An Arto game that I also played today uh, on the DS was uh, so it's an Arto game. It only came out in Japan. So there's there's an Arto series series on the DS called Naruto Ninja Destiny. And there were two of them, and they came out in America, but there was a third one only in Japan. And I, I got that, I got the English patch for that one, and I was playing it. Uh, the, fir- the Ninja Destiny games are like fairly standard 2D fighting games. I had a lot, I, had, I have a lot of nostalgia for the first one because I had it as a kid. And you know, the third one, it's good. They took the f- <laughs> they two games after the first one. It's like, oh, it's the same game, except maybe slightly more technically adequate. And that's it. That's all, you, that's all you need to know. And the story mode is like at some point in Shippuden rather than being the original Naruto, like Ninja Destiny 1. Well, Ninja Destiny 2 was Shippuden 2, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, but anyway, uh, also, uh, Pokemon Fire Red Extended, I've talked about that on Pokemon Variety Hour as well, um, is a Pokemon ROM hack where. I'm sure Odin's talked about it on this show because uh, he's the one who recommended it to me. Uh, but yeah, it's a Pokemon ROM hack where it's they changed the maps and shit and they added all the Pokemon to ever exist in history and it's Fire Red. It's cool. It's good. Really? Yeah. What's the mod called again? Uh, Pokemon Fire Red Extended. And this has like all like all the way up until like, Sword and Shield or what? Yes, it does. That's and they're like they all look like Pokemon Fire Red sprites would. Yes. How is that even? How do they do that? That sounds like an insane amount of work. People made like sprite art and then they put it in the game. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I mean, I guess with things like Pokemon Showdown, like the code 
for like every Pokemon and their move sets and like how they work is out there, easy to copy and paste into something. But I still think it's really impressive that they managed to oh, make yeah, certainly. something like Fire Red with all the Pokemon in it. I wish you could get that on like a physical cartridge because I would play the shit out of that on my. DS, which has a GBA slot. I mean, you can get a GBA uh, flash card and put anything you fucking want on it. That's true. I should probably do that then. That sounds really fun. Although I don't know how Fire Red Extended would run on a flash card. If it, a lot of the ROM hacks at this point are like kind of pulling from technology that really only exists in emulators. Like they might not run too well on 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 real hardware. Arguably, yeah. I think it depends on what console we're talking about. You see, the GBASP could run anything. That's that's the secret the government doesn't want you to know. The GBASP could run Elden Ring. It's the most powerful console in history. <laughs> anything that is being run on modern consoles right now, you could theoretically run on the Game Boy Advance SP. It's the hidden hardware inside nobody wants you to know about. Have you heard about the Unders- Undertale SNES port, fan port? Are they making a SNES fan port of Undertale? I heard that. I heard that through the grapevine. I wonder how, like, I know they made like, a they made a Bloodborne PS One port. That's pretty fucking awesome. It is pretty dope. The Undertale's interesting though because it runs like it's like the engine is very retro. Like it's just you know, um, what what's what do you call it? It's not like a side scroller, but it's like a t- it's like a top down RPG. Yeah, it's like a. It's, like, it, it's basically Earthbound. Yeah, it's basically Earthbound. It's an Earthbound. Technology. <laughs> <It is laughs> like you could probably run like a version. You could probably create a version of Undertale that's somewhat comparable to the actual game. Like you could probably get that to run on a Super Nintendo. Did you remember the PCP meme where they called every video game they instead of video games they called them Undertales? <laughs> yeah, that's like how people people down south call all sodas Coke. <laughs> yeah, Paper Mario Sticker Star is the most influential Undertale of our generation. <laughs> they said that once; it was funny. Who said that? I think it was Ben. That sounds like Munchie. And uh, I think Munchie initiated the conversation, but Ben said that quote. Okay, it's definitely. Paper Mario sticker star is definitely ringing a, a gingy, not gingy, um, munchy bell. A munchy bell, yeah. The, in the best video game consoles episode, they're discussing Paper Mario. Munchy's like, holy shit, I love Paper Mario, but sticker star sucks. So they were talking about how bad sticker star was. Mm. And, the, and then Ben said, the Paper Mario sticker star is the most influential undertale of our generation. Ah. Uh. Anyway, enough about fucking lore of a podcast that nobody's ever heard of. Um, yeah, fuck. So, yeah, Fire Red Extended. I played some Sonic Advance today. That game's pretty good. Oh, shit! I played uh, fucking Sonic Rush 3D, uh, which is a fan project from uh, uh, Sage 2021, the Sonic Manager... The fuck. If I can... <laughs> Sonic? Amateur Games Expo. There you go. Said it. Did it. Um, so yeah, I played Sonic Rush 3D, which is just a, it's just a demo. It's only one level, but it's fucking dope as hell. What <laughs> is it like a ROM for a console, or is it like? Oh no, 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 no. it's just like a PC fan game. I see. 
and it, it, it has... doesn't like does it like run on a pre-existing sonic engine or is it like from the ground up totally i'm not original? entirely sure but i know that uh all i know is i played the demo it's really cool uh it has the same like polygonal uh sprite style of sonic rush adapted into a 3d game um and it adds like you know jason griffith voice clips from unleashed and uh uh, they made like this whole like 3D. Uh, it's like Water Palace, but it's not. It's not just Water Palace from Sonic Rush, but it's the same like location. And it's this really cool 3D Sonic level, and you get to run on the water, and it's fucking cool. It's, it's very cool. I, I had a really good time, even though I was awful at the video game, and I died a lot before getting through that stage. I see. I, I like that there's the Sonic Amateur Games Expo. It's a cool event. Seems like some cool stuff has come out of it. Sonic fan games are like better than Sonic games that are coming out at this point. I mean, that's just, Sonic Mania is literally just like they had a bunch of fan game people like, okay, you guys make a game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the most successful Sonic game in years. So they're like, oh. sorry. Um, they're marketing to like children at this point, like little children. And that's kind of who they're relying on to buy their shitty games. I mean, wasn't the Sonic Colors remake, like, a disaster? Uh, it was overblown, that whole thing. Like, there were some weird choices that, like, people didn't like, but, like, the whole thing about being, uh, being like, a glitchy nightmare was really only an experience that a few people had, and all of those people were playing the Switch version. And even the Switch version is, like, fine for most people. So it was just, like, an overblown situation. Didn't you get it, and weren't you disappointed with it? I wasn't disappointed with it. I just like I you said there was like one like I remember there was like one thing you were like you can't fucking do this. It was such bullshit. What like what was the problem for you? I don't remember what I said to you. It might not be that, but I feel like uh, I prefer the old soundtrack over the new remixes, and I feel like there should be like an on-off switch for that, and there's not. Like, oh there's yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. That was it. Okay. But this seems cool. I haven't beat it because I don't beat video games, uh, but anymore but it's pretty cool i have it i might go back to it don't worry guys he's beaten video games before he's not that lame i just don't be video games anymore (laughs) but uh was there anything else that i played uh i also played a little bit of sonic robo blast 2 which is another popular sonic fan game uh, that that one's pretty cool, but unfortunately I can't run it with the uh, three models, so I have to, because uh, it has like it has like two modes. Like they have like their two D art that they did, where it's like a two D art, a three D environment, and it looks cool. But they also have three D models, and they look like kind of like Sega Saturn level, like low poly models, and they look really fucking sick. And I wanted to play with them, but uh, the the way that they're rendered like fucks with my computer, so I had to I had to play with the two D models. But it, it's fun. I'm- I love low poly aesthetics. I love the way that ends. Yeah, like throughout my childhood, like I grew up like not like. What are you pulling up? Shut up! Just talk. Okay. Um. I. You picked such a hard question for me, but I'll talk about a video game that I really do love, and that game is Super Mario sixty four DS. Um. I love that port. It's such an amazing improvement of the original super mario 64 because i feel like super mario 64 like i said about the n64 man like it was a really experimental era people didn't really know how to do 3d video games 
and it was just bad. It was kind of a shit show sometimes. And I think Mario 64, from a creative standpoint, was a, a masterpiece. And I think that it's a great experience, but overall, it's just like, it was so ahead of its time that it's not it's not necessarily as enjoyable as it could be, in my opinion, on the Nintendo 60. I feel like uh, another hardware, you know, different hardware would suit it better. And that's where the DS remake comes in. It's It just runs much better. The camera works much better. And it's it just handles so much. Uh, I know it's better like eight times. It's just a lot better. I enjoy it so much more. And yeah, play Mario 64 DS. Have Instead you tried of the, the original port? one. No, I haven't. I hear, I hear it's pretty cool. How the f- Where do you get the PS2 port? port? <laughs> Is the PS2 port, does it have, does it support like dual uh, analog camera? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just know that there is one because the uh, the source code leaked. So people like ported it to everything imaginable just for fun. What do you mean the source code leaked? Isn't like, like the, code, the code for like every like, game leaked? No, 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 no. I guess I don't. I don't quite know like the specifics behind it. But how I understand it is like there's a difference between like the general code of a game and like the source code of a game. Like the source code of the game is like development code. That like doesn't come packaged with the game, I guess. And the source code from Mario sixty four leaked, which basically gave them the power to port it to any console imaginable. Interesting. I was not aware of this. Uh, but anyway, uh, what's that? Oh, I hear a knock at the door here at the Pixel Studio. Uh, I think I think there's a, there's a man out there. Uh, I think we should let him in. What do you think, Debbie Globe? Uh, is it Vito Gomez? <laughs> Why, Debbie? In fact, I think it might be. Uh, let, let's let him in. Uh... <laughs> Hello, everybody. It is me, video game historian Vito Gomez. How are you tonight? I'm lovely. That is good to hear, Debbie Gloom. Nice to meet you. How do you and know now... my name? Uh... Wait, I actually have met you once before, I believe, actually. So that's oh. all. Okay. <laughs> so cool. now I'm here once again, special guest, to bring back my old segment for good times' sake. Welcome, folks, friends, to This Day in Gaming History. Now let's, let's do it. Let's hear it. Uh, this Day in 2003. Silent Hill 3 was released for the PlayStation 2. This day in 2010, Super Mario Galaxy 2 was released for the Nintendo Wii. This day in 2013, Shin Megami Tensei 4 was released for the 3DS in Japan. This day in 2016, Overwatch was released on the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. And finally, this day in 2018, Dark Souls Remastered was released on the PC and on the Xbox One in Japan. And this has been this day in gaming history. I bid you all adieu. All right, thank you, Vito. And now let's talk about the topic. We will be right back. And welcome back to our topic tonight, folks. Demi Gloom, what are we talking about today? 
We're talking about the Nintendo DS. Oh shit, dog. Why don't you Nintendo get don't some bitches? <laughs> Nintendo don't suck. You see, nobody asked for your opinion, and by you giving it anyways shows us that you are hungry for attention, a common symptom among fatherless <laughs> children. <laughs> Alright, Debbie Glamancha, why don't you give us a little background on what the Nintendo DS is and when it came out? The Nintendo DS is a dual-screen handheld gaming system. It is a handheld game system with two screens that was released on November 21st, 2004. Okay? By Nintendo. It's, uh, you know, it's like, that's like something years old now. It's old, old technology. Uh, 18, right? I am so exhausted that I can't even do the math right now. Wait, okay, so it's going to be 18 years old in November. Yeah, it's November. 18, actually. It is 18. Wait, no, no, no. You said it came out in November 2004. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's going to be 18 in November. Yes, okay. Okay. Uh, it says... Oh, I'm on, on Wikipedia. It says, discontinued. Yes, date undisclosed. So, the DS sort of just slowly vanished, and we don't get to know a concrete We don't get to know the day it ended. (laughs) We just get to know that it ended at some point. It could have ended yesterday, who knows? (laughs) The DS ended today, because we talked about it on this podcast. That was the final nail of the coffin. Yeah. It's sad. Um, The DS, though, man. What what else do we have to say? I mean, the DS was a monumental moment in not only video game history but cultural history, just the history of humanity. The D everyone had a DS, man. At least every kid, everyone my age had a DS, and everyone, I think that's true. It was you were hard pressed to find somebody who did not own a DS, like around my kids' circle. For me, I think the DS is more your time, Riley. Even though you're only like a, a almost two years older than me, or no, you're like almost three years older than me. Like it was definitely more your time. The DS was definitely like, my era. Like I was born in 2002. It came out in 2004, and it got. I think it like had a re blow up like when the DS Lite came out. So that was like when I was like four or five. Um, and so... then the DSi came out, and I mean, how old were you in 2012? 2012, 10, 10, 10 yes. yeah. So you were 10 when, like, the 3DS came out. Yeah. It's weird, so, like, the DS, like, felt new when I was a kid, but, like, it was not. Like, I think yeah. I, had a, I had a Game Boy Advance at some point, but it was, like, years after the DS was already out. And then I, had... and then I left it out in the rain, and when we took it, took it to the Radio Shack, they, they offered, like... I don't remember what the price was. I wasn't paying attention because I was a kid. But they were like, yeah, we could replace this. Or for like this amount of money, we could upgrade them to a DS. And my grandmother upgraded, to, upgraded me to the DS. And it was fucking based. Uh, I remember... Was that your first experience with the DS? Yes. Was, I, I went to the Radio Shack to get my <laughs> Game Boy Advance. So I left out in the rain replaced. And they upgraded it to a DS. And what was it like when you first turned on that DS and the first couple days of you experiencing the Nintendo DS? Like, what are some 
What are some emotions you went through? What are some things you felt about it? And I'm it's sorry if I was talking. Awful. I'm sorry. I'm so, no, 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 no. I'm sorry if I was talking over you. You're cutting out and roboting. That's what I have to say right now. Fuck. Hello. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, okay, so the DS was really fucking cool when I had it as a kid. It was awesome. I loved it. It was my it was my best friends. Uh, and my first game for it was Pokemon Pearl, which was my first Pokemon game. But I was already like a huge fan of the Pokemon anime. Like I was already a Pokemon head, but I'd never played a Pokemon game. So playing Pokemon Pearl on that DS was fucking cool as shit. It was awesome. And I, I sound epic. Yeah, I remember as a kid, my DS was my most prized possession. I, I brought it everywhere I went, and I had my uh, my my iconic game bag, which was just like a Ziploc bag that I filled with games, <laughs> and I would carry it around with me everywhere I went. And did I you ever have? It. I lost have it. one of those uh, official DS carrying cases. Like to always, just the DS was in my pocket, and I had my game bag. Damn. I lost plenty of games. I, I, I'm pretty sure my cousin stole a few games from me at some point. He stole my fucking Infernape. He stole my starter in Pokemon Pearl. I'll never forgive him for that, that motherfucker. I'll How did he steal your starter? It, it was my fault. I fell for a trick. I was tricked. <laughs> what, did he say he was going to give it back? And yes, he, he did say he was going to give it back, and he didn't. <laughs> I'll give it back, it. bro, I promise. No, no, it was literally just by chance that I happened to trade him by my Infernape, because it was just like, Hey, I got this Pokemon that I don't want to train. And I was like, okay, just do a trade and then I'll trade trade it for you. Cause I I don't care. I have time. And then I'll and then we'll trade back. And I just traded the first thing in my party, which happened to be my Infernape. And then he was like, No, fuck you, I'm keeping this. <laughs> Damn. You need to you need to go banging on his door, get your Infernape back. My fucking Infernape. <laughs> that probably doesn't even own his DS anymore. I think he has like a wife and kid now. He's he's in a better position to be. <laughs> how old is he? Same age. Uh, we're the same age. How do how do you have a wife and kid at fucking twenty? That's kind he has, of old. He has a wife and he has an infant child. <laughs> like that's like kind of recently a, lot. a kid. Either way, that's kind of a young age to have a child, or is it? Is twenty a young age to have a child? I think it's like just at the minimum of this is a normal age. <laughs> Huh. Like it's like uh, if it's nineteen or eighteen, it's like okay, that's a little weird. But like twenty, it's like okay, you, that this might be acceptable. I mean, my mom had me when she was fifteen, so I really can't say shit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! See, your mom's only like tw- thirty-four. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> She's not forty. <laughs> she's under 40 she's sub 40 <laughs> and my father is like 37 soon oh okay damn you got some young ass parents my parents are both in their 50s that's so weird to me like for me that's weird like parents that are 50s is weird because my grandma is in her 50s yeah that's pretty whack I think it's the same case for Silas though like I think his grandparents are like 50s early 60s uh, my he parents, his grandparents. He does. Uh, my grandparents, uh, or not my grandparents. My my parents have me pretty old. Like there is a my sister was had by my mother at a, like a, a young normal normaler age, 
And then she was already 12 by the time that I came into the picture. How how old is your sister? And well, do, we could do the math here, Demi Gloom. I'm 20. So I was born when she was 12, so she is 32. So she is 68. Yep, that's it. Holy shit, my sister's 32? Fuck. Your sister is like two years, or like three years younger than my mother. Poor mom. <laughs> but, but anyway, so yeah, the I have strong memories of the DS. It is like, probably like the thing that I always had as a kid. Like, the rain or shine, I had my fucking DS with me at all fucking times. What, what about you, Demi Gloom? What are your memories of having your DS as a young, small child? My first DS experience was uh, both Super Mario 64 DS, among other games, like a bunch of shitty like little girl games, like Monster High and Barbies and fucking pets and shit. Uh, it was... My sister had a DS. She had a DS Lite. Pro- and this is probably... The DS Lite well is after. the best video game console to ever exist. The DS Lite is the best designed thing to ever exist. Maybe. It gets, like, really sticky and, like, mushy easily. No, like, it's not like true. The <laughs> Stop okay, lying. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but it was a DS Lite, and this would have been around 2000... 13 to 2012 like the 3ds was new at this time so like this was like obsolete at this point but it was new to me because i was a psp child i always played my psp and it was an interesting new experience to me but i digress um mario 64 like took me away like i was always borrowing her ds just to play mario 64 ds and i like I got something like 100 stars, maybe. Like, I got, like, really far into that game. Until eventually, uh, for Christmas, I received a Nintendo DS. I think it was for Christmas. I got a DSi. And that was my fucking life for a long time. I played the shit out of my DSi. I played New Super Mario Brothers. I played, um, obviously Mario 64 DS, Mario Kart. A lot of Mario shit going on. Um. I'm honestly trying to think of what else I played. I didn't. I never played the Pokemon games on the DS. That was never like part of my DS experience. I didn't get into Pokemon until I got my N64 and played Pokemon Stadium. So, which is after you got your DS. Yeah. Okay. But like, I, I don't know. What the fuck else did I? I knew I played other shit. I'm, I'm fucking tired right now. I can't even think. But, like, I remember just my mind being blown by, like, how fun that type of shit was. It I obviously t- was, like, I had a ton less, of stupid shit. It was, like, less, like, technologically groundbreaking than my PSP, which was initially why I didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, man, fuck this fucking... Man, fuck like, that DS shit, my PSP! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man, fuck that DS bullshit, This shit running fucking Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, what is the DS running fucking Nintendogs? Fuck that shit. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like PS1 graphics, you know what I mean? Like the graphics aren't that great on the PS or the the DS, but the game, you know, it's I think Nintendo. that is like 
people like will describe like portable consoles as portable blank and like reference a home console that's several ge- generations older. I've heard yeah. several people call the DS a portable PS1. Yeah. So it is comparable in power. Yeah, for sure. I would describe what would you describe the the 3DS as? Cuz this one's kind of a, a portable PS2. No, I'd describe it as a portable Wii. I don't know about that. I think it's about the same as the Wii. I think it's like, yeah, I guess somewhat comparable to the Wii. Yeah. And because it has like so much like similar interface and shit to the Wii. It has, like, some, Wii sp- it has some Wii ports as well. Yeah. Like it has the Do- it has Donkey Kong Country Returns. It has uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Those are the only two I could think of, but there's probably more. The PSP is 100% a portable PS2 as well. It's like... That's true. About the same as a PS2. And I'm the, trying the to Game think. Bo- the Game Boy Advance is, of course, a portable SNES. Yes. I'm trying to think, man. Give me like two minutes. I'll go grab my fucking DS bag and see what games I have. All right. That's actually really good because I have to pee. So you go grab your DS bag. I'll pee. And then we'll reconvene. And then. All right. It- That's amazing yeah, how things work out. What are the odds? Have you obtained your game bag? Uh, Yes. Is it like an official DS carrying thing, or is it like just a Ziploc bag like mine? It's an official shit. DS carrying thing. Damn. Listen, the, my game, as, as much as it was easily losable, and I did lose it twice, and there's probably like hundreds of dollars of games out there that I've just lost somewhere, the, the game bag was an aesthetic, bro. Yeah, it was, for sure. Just having a Ziploc bag full of all sorts of wacky, crazy games. Uh, but anyway, tell us tell us some of the games you found in your your little bag. And a lot less than I actually expected. Um, let's see what we got here. We have Sonic Classics Collection. You know, there's one of these on every console at this point. Like post PS2, there's a fucking Sonic collection. Uh, Lego Battles. I never never played this game. I played it like a couple times. Dog shit. It's like a weird ass strategy game. Monsters vs. Aliens. I've never booted this up. I uh, I played the Wii version of that game, and I had I have fond memories of it as a kid, but it would probably suck ass now. I don't know how the DS version is. Probably a lot worse. Monster High, Monster High, Thirteen Wishes. This is my sister's game that she gave to me because she doesn't give a shit about her DS anymore. Um, it's all right. It's I mean, maybe I'm just like nostalgic for like Monster High, but like. I thought it was pretty good. That shit was... <laughs> I liked some, like, more girlier shows as a kid. Like, I'd watch Winx. I'd watch Totally Spies. But Monster High was like, nah, this is, like, capital capital G girl shit. Fuck that. <laughs> Why? It just... It's, I, it's I like saw it, it was like, the theme like song that. was stupid, and they, they all were like, oh, look at us, we're so pretty, but we're monsters. It's like, ooh, it's like, fuck this show. <laughs> this is they were the awful. original hot goth bitches. Listen, I didn't say I didn't want to fuck the girls in Monster High. Oh, I just said I yeah, didn't want to okay. watch the show. <laughs> oh, we got Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Obviously, Mario Kart and Mario 64 DS, as well as Z- uh, Zelda Phantom Hourglass, which is a game I obtained because my father's the the mother of my sisters, who is my ex stepmother, uh, had this game. That's a very and... complicated family tree. Yeah, she when she left my father and took the kids, you know, she uh 
Fortunately, she took the kids and not Zelda Phantom Hourglass for the DS. Room, so. <laughs> yeah, it would have been much worse if it was the reverse. Yeah, so I got to keep I got to keep that. Well, I, I actually never got permission. I just took it. I just saw it laying around. It was her old ass game. I was like, shit. Fucking, I want this game more than anybody else. Nobody, nobody else wanted that because I was the only one who played fucking DS. So I felt, I felt like karma was, you know, telling me I deserved it. Man, I really wanted to steal games as a kid. I wanted to do it. Like my cousin had a bunch of cool games that I liked that let me play, and it was just so tempting to like try to leave with one. And I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he did it to me. Like, this is not, don't quote me on this, this is not a legal <laughs> accusation, but I feel like some of my DS games happen to disappear at his house, and that might not have been an act of God. <laughs> it might have been an act of him. <laughs> That's very unfortunate. Um, are we going to talk about the 3DS as well, or should we save that for another time? Uh, probably like we- for another time. I'm having, like, this weird visceral memory of my cousin's house like thinking about the ds like i think that is a big part of my ds memories is like uh every summer i used to go up to uh maine and that's where my cousin lived and we were like we were like the inseparable uh best of friends like every time i went up there it was always that was the first thing on my mind it's like all right here i am in maine what am i seeing my cousin that's that was like my one thought and like we we were inseparable during those summer times, and we played DS together uh, quite a lot. And now thinking about the DS is giving me like weird, visceral memories of like what his house looked like. He had a really like old-looking house, but it was fucking cool. It was fucking interesting. <laughs> it was aesthetic as fuck. Speaking of DS, playing DS with other people, uh, what did you? Do you have anything to say about the download play feature? I always thought it was like really cool. cool. It was like an interesting concept. I don't think any other console has. Pretty that. sure my co- I never had Mario Kart DS as a kid, but my cousin did, and we would play together on download play mode. I remember um, back in sixth grade, me and my one of my best fr- he was my best friend at the time. Uh, he is now a they, and I don't know what the fuck their preferred name is now. So I'm just going to refer to them as them <laughs> with no name. Uh, they make up a name. They I almost said he. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> they would um like meet me in the bathroom stall at like like a specific time. We would se- select the time. We'd be like, all right, at one. That's meet me in the bathroom stall at one forty-five, right? And we would both sit down and not in like one bathroom stall in two different bathroom stalls, and we would like hop on down. We wouldn't speak. We would just hop on download play and play fucking Mario Kart DS for like twenty minutes. And my orchestra teacher probably thought I like had chronic diarrhea or something because I would always go to the bathroom for like twenty minutes at a time, like at the same. Bro, I remember like that moment that I had like in high school, where it's like. So, like, in elementary school, they don't let you play on your video games because they're trying to develop you into a human. So it's very important that you pay attention during elementary school in particular. And the middle school that I went to was, like, super strict, like, ridiculously strict about electronics and about everything. So I obviously wasn't playing any video games at that school. And then I got to... And I also did my first two years of high school at that same school. But I got to my public high school that I did my last two years of. I remember one day I was... I had my 3DS in my backpack because I, I played on a bus. Like, I know I could do that. 
I've been doing that for a very long time. So I had my DS on me and where my it was my 3DS because it was high school. So I had a 3DS um, and I was in acting class and I had already finished all the work I was doing. And like people were like on their phones and shit. And I was like, wait a minute. I can just play my DS right now and nobody will care. And then I did it and it was glorious. <laughs> that is a very liberating feeling. Uh, back to my story, though, which you rudely interrupted. Right, I had to get that out because I would have forgotten it in my sleepy, tired brain. Well, it just so happens that around the same time, I was meeting my friend at the same time every day in the bathroom. Uh that there were rumors about us being gay <laughs> and Uh-oh. together and that that never helped our case at all we'd be like all right meet me in the bathroom at 142 and then we would always come out like at the same time because we were fucking stupid <laughs> it was like <laughs> it, wasn't, so, it wasn't planned out quite right you should have like separated the exits by like five minutes yeah Pretty gotta be tactical about these things Debbie Gloom. I remember bringing my I mean this is technically a 3DS story but whatever like bringing my DS to school like I, w- I was playing Pokemon S- Moon Pokemon Moon for the first time and like all these like mon- it was like a monumental moment in my life like Pokemon Moon like that was my first like real Pokemon experience and I was so happy when I played that game and like I took it to like school and I would play it in between classes all the time, and fucking, what was I gonna say? Like my Litten, like evolved. Both of the times my Litten evolved, I believe, were like while I was in school, and I'd always like would be paranoid because there'd be like super long cutscenes that I couldn't skip, and I had to like put my DS away, and I was worried that I was gonna die in my locker or my backpack. It was uh very, very happy and stressful memories around playing fucking Pokemon Moon at school on my DS. I, I think I had a point to that, but I don't know. It's just very, yes. like... Just portable gaming in general makes for a lot of these, like, great memories of just, like, being at places and being able to play your video games and, like, the situations that that creates. Like, there's there's always, there's always fun stories uh, when it comes to that. Especially throughout your childhood, because there's nothing like childhood gaming. There just isn't. Like, childhood I, gaming I d- will never be matched. I miss childhood gaming. It's just it just doesn't feel the same. It I never can't, will. I hate that I can't play video games anymore. Like as a child, I would play them for hours on end, but now like I might play a video game if I'm lucky, three hours, and that's generous before I have to put it down and do something else. I can rarely do an hour of video games. Like, like an I hour is usually it. what I muster. Sometimes I'll go two or three if the game is really good, and then it just won't happen. Either the I'll either only play for like an hour or less, or I'll just uh, what was I gonna say? Like the only time I play for more than an hour is if I'm if I'm like with friends and we're talking about shit, and I'm not even really like engaged with the game. The thing like, I that do a I lot want, of like gaming in the background of my life. What I want so bad to get back into gaming, and it's never gonna happen because I'm never gonna make the right friend who has the right schedule because it's literally impossible. But I want to start like a let's play channel like i have big guy little guy obviously but that's like over discord is different i want to start a let's play channel with somebody who i can sit in the same room with and do like a three-hour recording session in front of a microphone so i think there's something a lot more like engaging about that 
Yeah, both, I both agree. to record and to watch. Certainly. So I'm coming to Wisconsin, Debbie Gloom, and we're going to start a Let's Play channel. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming to America when she turns 18, bro. What's gonna happen? Everything will be all right. Everything will be. Demi Gloom's foreign e-girl girlfriend. Eloise. I was gonna avoid saying her name, but okay. I don't give a shit anymore. I had a British e-girlfriend named Eloise, and she said she was gonna come to America when she was 18, and I was like, stupid. I was like, oh my god, bro, she was gonna come to America when she's 18. I knew it was bullshit, but it was it was a funny thing. She's gonna come to America when she turns 18, bro. Alright, well, I guess we. Let's not talk about her anymore. I think, like, the hard cutoff is two hours, and we're approaching it kind of. Like, we're we're 50 minutes away, and I feel like we could keep going forever. So let's. uh, We could could do a little more bullshitting about it if we want to, but first, let's get down to the brass tacks. I I guess you've already answered this question, Demi Gloom, but kind of answer it again, but in a different way to fill time. (laughs) What is your favorite DS game? Um, I mean, either Mario Kart DS or Super Mario sixty four DS. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's, I they're probably not the best DS games, but they're the you ones that I have like the most. Love, you told us why you love sixty four DS. Give us a little rundown on why you love Mario Kart DS. Mario Kart DS is just um uh, much simpler, and it's it's a better competitive game for me. I don't know what it is about Mario Kart DS, but I am much better at it than other games. Uh, drift boosting is like an actual difficult task, or it's like an actual skill you have to develop. And it also has like story mode and shit, like that no other Mario Kart has. Like, there's a whole bunch of cool shit in Mario Mario Kart DS that's not in other Mario Karts. Also, there's like the the track, like the lineup of tracks, is very very fun. They have like the best uh, maps. In all of Mario Kart, I'm fucking tired, guys. I can't. I can't sleep. I can't speak or sleep. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. Um, I guess my answer is probably like Pokemon Platinum. <laughs> like, like to be realistic, like uh, all the Pokemon games in the DS are great, but uh, Pokemon Platinum in particular uh, is probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, uh, very solid. Sinnoh is a great region. There's great Pokemon. Uh, Diamond and Pearl had some pretty uh, glaring design flaws, but Platinum fixed them, uh, and now it's good. <laughs> I've had this argument with uh, Val before. She got really pissed at me at an episode of Variety Hour. Cause I, she, she told me your favorite Pokemon game was Pokemon Pearl, and I was like, literally, why? <laughs> like I was, I was appalled that anybody would ever say that. <laughs> Because Platinum is just objectively the better game. But it is... Uh, Sinnoh, as presented in Pokemon Platinum, is a fucking dope-ass Pokemon region game. Yeah. Um, uh, Shout-out, honorable mention, this might be, like, at least in my top even three DS games. Maybe maybe top five or top ten. Uh, it depends on how I'm feeling. But the Bakugan game for the DS fucking slaps. I've never played it. It was very good, very fun. Um, and I actually, like, maybe it was just, like, because I was a kid, but I actually got really engaged in the story. Like, on, on this show, even, it was, like, years ago, so I was probably, like, 16 or 17, so I was dead. I don't know if I would make this decision again here as a 20-year-old, uh, but I did put, 
Leonidas, who is your partner Bakugan from the Bakugan video game, as one of my top ten video game characters of all time. He develops. He starts. He starts as like a bad guy, and he's just tricking you, and then he develops a bond with you, and he saves. He saves the world at the end, and it's like, and now we're now your best friends, even though he was at the beginning. It was he was just tricking you, but then he he liked you, and that's the story. <laughs> Lovely. That sounds so so interesting. I really care. Fuck you. <laughs> You got me to care about Bakugan for the first time in over two decades, or over a decade. <laughs> I don't think you've been alive for two. Yeah, decades. I don't think I've been alive for two decades. <laughs> a decade and a half. Bakugan is based, and the DS game is very good. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's literally, it's one, of, it's one of the very few games that is literally the same game as the console version. Is it? Like I, I guess the way, because like you attack with mini games, so I guess the mini games are technically different because it's like touchscreen versus controller, touchscreen versus Wii motion controls. Um, but in terms of like the general like gameplay style and the story and the progression of the game, it is the exact same on the DS and on console. Interesting. Most games, they just, like, slap together, like, a shitty version. They're like, all right, put it on the DS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's not, sometimes the portable versions of those games end up being, like, hidden gems. Like, this is not a DS example. I can't think of a DS example right now. But uh, undisputedly, I'm pretty sure, according to, like, every game reviewing website in history, uh, the best version of the open season video game is the Game Boy Advance version by a wide margin. Apparently, it's actually a pretty decent 2D side scroller. Who would have known? Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pokemon Platinum is my favorite. Shout out to Bakugan. Um, I feel like I haven't played a lot of the classics. Like, I haven't played, uh, fuck. I don't remember what game I was thinking of before I said that shit. Fuck. There's a game that's I've heard is good that I haven't played that I'm not recalling right now. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's gone. But there's probably a few DS games I haven't played. There's plenty that I've tried. Like, because I have the power of emulation at my fingertips now. So, like, I could try any DS game ever at the in, like, a five-second notice. Uh, but... I want to give some real time to some of these games. Mario Mario 64 DS, I actually did give some time into it, and you can watch it on the Pixels Media bit shoot, which is still linked in the description. I played Mario 64 DS. I'm pretty sure to this day, it is not, not counting live stream playthroughs, just recorded Let's Plays. It is the only video game that is not a Pokemon game that I've done a Let's Play of that has lasted more than 10 episodes. I did like 14 episodes of Mario 64 DS. Interesting. That game is pretty cool. You're right, Demi Gloom. It's very good. Although I don't know how it would feel with a D-pad. I played it with an Xbox 360 controller and I had the analog stick mapped to the D-pad. So I still... A lot of people criticize it for how it felt on the D-pad and I feel like that might... It, felt, it feels fine on a D-pad. You just gotta get used to it. It's still better, like, it still controls better than the N64 version, in my opinion. You think so? 100%. Fuck the N64 version. Wow. 
bold take from Demi Gloom here. Yeah, I have an N64, and I've played the shit out of Mario 64 on the N64. It's just not the same, and it's not as good. Man, I I need to hook up my... Uh, again, this is a 3DS, but whatever. Uh, just thinking of DSs in general, I need to hook my 2DS up to a charger, get it charged, and just play, and play some shit on it. Just enjoy the aesthetic of like laying in bed and playing DS again. Fucking go for it, man. Add me as a friend on the fucking 3DS. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to get... I actually unironically want to get Smash for the 3DS. Like, I want to see if I can find, like, a cheap copy somewhere. I I used to have it. I'm pretty sure I gave it to Silas for some reason. I don't remember what that reason was. Get it back. I don't think he has it anymore. Damn. I think it might have been, like, a trade. Bro, did you ever trade DS games with a kid? Because that was based. I'm trying to think. There's one 3DS game I traded. Um. Oh, I traded my copy of Sonic. Holy shit! My copy of Sonic um Classic Rush? Collection. Or no, Sonic Classic Collection. Okay. Sonic Classic Collection that I have in my bag. I just it's not the same copy I have from my childhood. I totally forgot. But one from my childhood, I traded from. I traded for Super Mario 3D Land for my for my my bestie, the one who I, you know, would uh, wait, go on wait. Date so you were, you you traded. This collection of the Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis games for Super Mario 3D Land? Yeah. Holy shit, you got a great deal. Damn. No, he just beat the game and didn't enjoy it anymore, I guess. I <laughs> didn't know. care, yeah. 3D Land was pretty cool. I was still really reluctant to do it, but I knew I could get, at the time, I could get that Sonic game for cheaper than 3D Land was, and I wanted to buy 3D Land anyways, so it's like... Essentially just saving money on 3D Land. I don't remember what I traded for what most of the time, but I know I did do plenty of DS game trades as a kid. A lot with that cousin that I was talking about, and like some with friends at school, and stuff like that. Um, oh, here's the biggest DSW I've ever had. I found a working copy of Pokemon Black... Or I think it was White 2. Pokemon White 2, just on the sidewalk. Just there. Somebody dropped it, I guess. And I picked it up, and it worked. And I just had White 2 for free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if whoever actually owned it ever came back looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's really sad. So some poor kid lost his copy of Pokemon White 2. And I took it <laughs> for myself. Those DS cartridges are pretty durable. Yeah. Like, I, I clearly remember I had a copy of, like, this fucking Scooby-Doo game. That was Scooby-Doo First Frights, I think the game was. And there was a bite mark in it. I don't remember if it was from, like, a dog or from me, because I was, like, six and dumb. But, like, it had, like, a bite mark in it, and it still worked. <laughs> DS games are basically just circuit boards with protected shells. They're, like, big SD cards. Yeah, that's true. God, the DS was like the king of licensed games. Like maybe, maybe topped only by the Wii. But I was gonna DS say like the PS2. Like shit ton. Well, yeah, the PS2 as well. But like the DS had like a ton of licensed games. Like that's the that's the console I remember the most licensed games for. Yeah. Because like everybody, everybody had a DS, so like every company wanted to make a DS game. I see. 
and that that was kind of the the thing to do. The, a lot of DS games are pretty good. I had the well, I didn't have it, but I played it on like an emulator. Uh, the uh, the Beyblade DS game was pretty cool. It's literally like a fucking. It's weird because it's like not designed like how most Beyblade games are designed. Like thinking about how the real game of Beyblade works and somehow applying that to a video game. The the Beyblade Metal Masters game for the DS is literally like a weird. It's like a two D fighting game almost. But your fighters are Beyblades. I see. Like you have full control of the Beyblades movement. You like you press a button to do an attack. It's it's literally like a fucking two day two D fighting game where you play as spinning tops. That's that's just really dumb. <laughs> it was pretty good though. I liked it. But the the Beyblade game for the Game Boy Advance is far superior. That game was fucking cool. The fucking G Revolution game. You ever seen that game around, Demi? I haven't. Pretty good. I was gonna... That was like on my list of things I wanted to do for Big Guy Little Guy. Maybe I'll subject Andrew to that soon. <laughs> like back when I conceptualized Big Guy Little Guy, like it was on my short list. But anyway, final thoughts on the DS. Uh, it is the best thing to ever exist. Is my free? Because <laughs> you know, it's like I have strong love for the Game Boy Advance and its library, but you could play all those games on your DS Lite. So it's yeah, like, yeah. So the DS is just objectively the most based because the DS is also also has a crazy based library and it is really cool, and I have a lot of memories with it. And also. If you have a DS Lite, you can play any Game Boy Advance game you want to. So, there you go. Those are my two cents on the matter. Um, but anyway, Demi Gloom, uh, did you have any final thoughts you want to share before you move on? Nope, I can't think of anything. Alright, so it's time to move into our final segment of the show, the bullshit segment. We will be right back. Uh... What's up, guys? Do you enjoy podcasts like us? Have you ever yes. wanted to start one of your own? Are you too scared yes. to start one? Well, to be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels, but luckily we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly. And we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Join us, us Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to podcast. And now we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> this how is long is this? Uh, however long we need it to be. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I am so tired. Understandable. What had is there anything particular that's making you like more tired than usual, or is it just kind of a general like oh 
I really am just fucking tired. I don't know why. I'm like so exhausted though. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, but we don't have to go for too long. Like I'd say a solid like 10 minutes is acceptable uh, and then we can uh ship ship this one out as it were. Um okay. Is there any like thing you could think of to talk about? Oh, well usually I guess I bring in uh, conversation starters for this segment usually. So or like hypotheticals are in the same vein. Ooh. Hypothetically, let's say hypothetically I went to sleep. And no, you, you can do that in 10 minutes. Shitty ass fucking podcast. You can do that in 10 minutes. Okay. Um, trying to think of a good like conversation starter or hypothetical. I, I have like a website, but I forgot to pull it up. So I do not have that power today. Um, we've, we've discussed the worm hypothetical, right? The worm hypothetical? Oh, the if your girlfriend was a worm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had yeah. discussed that. Um, I, I like that question. That question is fun. Um, I guess I, I've been talking about uh, t- talking to people about this one. All right, Denny Gloom. So you could switch bodies with any one person, and you had to do it, and you had to be them forever. You could just be whoever you want. Who would it be? Oh, God. I don't know. I try to pick somebody who has the most like profitable body. So I'd probably just be like some like hot like I'd probably just pick like a really hot porn star or like someone that I thought was like pretty. Obviously like I'm a trans woman so I'd I mean you could be, just like, be like a woman who's girl. already rich. Like you don't even have to do any this doesn't even have to be Oh, but you mean involved. switch switch bodies like So when you, you say switch them. bodies you become okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. take their lives. I understand that. So are you saying like I wake up in the morning and my body is theirs, or I wake up in their bed as them. You are them. You wake up in their bed as them, and now you have taken oh, over their life. I'll just be some like super, super rich girl, and like, no, I just want to. Man, I just want to be. You know what my my goal in life is to be? Not my goal, but like my my dream is to be a fucking. Farmer slash housewife on the countryside of Japan. So I just find somebody who lives that life. <laughs> Some Japanese woman who lives that exact life that you're describing. Yeah. I mean, I said Elon Musk. Why? Because he's the richest man in the world? Because he's super rich and he's kind of based, and I want to be him. He's kind of based sometimes. <laughs> Some, I think sometimes, a little the bit. Cringe, the cringe outweighs the based. I don't know. Well, if I became Elon Musk, I'd want to be Elon Musk just because he's, like, funny. And I feel like it. out of all the billionaires I could be, it'd be funniest to be Elon Musk. But if I was Elon Musk, realistically, what I would do is just, like, sell Tesla and all my other assets and then just live, like, a comfortable life in a house that I like for the rest of my life and never worry about money again. Understandable. Because that's all I really want in life is, like, just the ability to like live in a house that I am comfortable with that I think is a good good house and just play video games and make podcasts and shit and yeah. not have to worry about money. That is the like I, I don't want to live in some fucking mansion. I don't want to live some lavish fucking bourgeoisie life, but I just want to live in a house and have the ability to do the things I like to do without worrying about income. Yeah, Marxist Riley. 
I'm a Marxist. I don't think you're allowed to just sit around in a house and do nothing if in a communist that's society. What, that's not what Marxism is. <laughs> just sitting around your that's house. That's what I'm doing saying. Nothing. That's that's what I'm saying I want to do. And you said Marxist. And I'm like, I don't think that oh. fits. <laughs> well, you use the word bourgeoisie to describe a certain class of people that's very Marxist. Yeah, I know that's a, a kind of a term in that in that department, but just like yeah, I don't want to live some, like, lavish, rich guy life. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, famous. Even though I would like to get into acting as a profession, but, like, I feel like the celebrity life is kind of... That's, like, a like a dream that I don't... I don't foresee ever coming true, but it's, like, something I would like to do. Don't you want to be, like, a famous podcaster, though? I want to be, like, a famous podcaster. That's a very different class of celebrity. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be out like running for paparazzi and like shit if I'm a famous podcaster. I'm just gonna like <laughs> people are gonna try to talk to me on the internet, and that's the extent. I'd love to be extremely famous because I would like I just wanna gain like political influence. Maybe I could run for governor or as a senator or president, who knows? Yeah, so let's say run for president, Demi for president. I would you vote for me? I mean, if you were still considered part of the race by the time the voting actually happened, sure. Like, if if I was like, if it was like, and if me, you were if you were a Democratic candidate, I would vote for you in the primary, and if you were the actual candidate, I would vote for you in the election. But like, I don't know. What if the election was me versus Andrew Yang? Who are you voting for? Oh shit! Why would you be going against? Oh, I guess Andrew is part of an independent party now. So yeah, he's he's the new second party. The Republican Party is abolished. It's gone now. Now it Andrew the Yang's Democratic forward party. party is the second party. It's the Communist Party versus the, the forward, forward Party. party. <laughs> All right, I'm the backward party. <laughs> Shit. The sideways party. It'd be a hard choice, but I feel like I'd vote for you because then I get to hang out in the White House. This is true. We could record a <laughs> podcast in the White House. <laughs> podcast in the White House. <sighs> if Joe make Biden a, wants to, can you just like for the White House? <laughs> if Joe Biden wants to, can he make a sex tape in the White House? I feel like there are probably some sort of regulations against that. But, okay, but who's wrong. who's gonna? T- he's the president. Who's gonna tell him no? <laughs> is he gonna get impeached? I mean, David Peach no, Clinton before. Bill Clinton didn't get impeached. Yeah, he didn't record a video of getting blown by Monica Lewinsky and released yeah, it publicly. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's like, what's the difference? There's no real proof that he did it. There's enough evidence to conclusively say that he did it, but there's no real, like, tangible, like, look at this video evidence that it happens. There's no proof for anything in that context. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's the difference where, like, if you just made a sex tape in the White House, and it's like, okay, here's the sex tape in the White House. You can watch it. Here you go. Uh, but with Bill Clinton, it's like, this thing happened, and, like, there's a lot of corroborating evidence that it happened, but, like, you can't see it. I don't know, man. I had, a, I had a project in high school where we were supposed to talk about presidents, and I ended up in a group that wanted to talk about Bill Clinton, and they wanted to say in front of the class that he was the first president to receive a blowjob in the Oval Office. And the way the the way the jobs got split in the pre- in the on the project, I was supposed to be the one to present it, and I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not getting up there." 
So <laughs> I did absolutely nothing, and my and my teacher still gave me a C. What a fucking legend! <laughs> even even though he was fully well aware that I did absolutely nothing, he gave me a C. <laughs> That's how group projects are, man. Socialism. Yeah, it was like he gave like the rest of them like an A because it was a good project, and he could have just failed me, but he gave me a C, and I was like, I didn't even remember what it was, so I saw the C, I was like, what's this thing I got a C on? He's like, oh yeah, it was that group project. I'm like, oh yeah, thank you for the C. Have a nice day. <laughs> Understandable. Have a nice day. Ah! No, stop it. Alright, now, now we have to kill the podcast because you made that sound. Ah! <laughs> uh. No, I can't, no more. I'm so tired. I can't even make the sound right. Ah, uh, 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 <laughs> you can't. You can't get low enough. that's a little better. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to Pixels Polygons of Fun. I think it felt a little awkward recording, but I think once like the editing stuff is done, this will this will this will be pretty solid. This will be a good episode. I think. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, folks, it's time for that part of the show where we tell you where you can find us. And we're not the regular people you usually hear. So, you know, maybe if you're, you're a newer listener and you don't know me, I was on the show for a very long time. So anybody who's been listening for an amount of time knows me. Uh, but any new people might be finding out for the first time. And they're probably definitely finding out about you for the first time, Demi Gloom. So where can our listeners find you? You could find me at Demigloom, D-E-M-I-G-L-O-O-M, on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, and now Truth Social, where I talk shit about What Trump. the fuck? I'm on Truth Social now. I was <laughs> on Parler. Shit. I've been on Parler, Getter, and Truth Social, and I got bullied on all of them. Well, except Truth Social, I haven't really gotten bullied. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can also look up demi gloom on youtube and there's gonna be video essays about transgender and lgbt leftist politics when's the incel core call out post i'm waiting for it that's gonna be the most legendary youtube video i'm gonna make i'm currently like working on the script for a video about the incel community but it's sort of on hold because i'm working on my trans video and i've been working on it for a while now demi this is like your this is the project people are waiting for from you like you keep talking about this incel core video essay. That is the video. That is the Demi Gloom video that is in the works that I actually want to watch. That you, you need to make this happen. Okay, it will happen. Trust me. It's not just incel core though. It's about like my entire experience. Yeah, like, Andrew, an just incel, incel community incel in general. Community, but I, yeah, I think a good chunk of that is your time with the incel core community. Right, for sure. I'll, I'll definitely touch on all of that and like my falling out with negative XP and MSG and all that. But I digress. Um, one last thing. Uh, I am currently doing audio commissions. So if you need a theme song for a podcast, a YouTube, ch- like any any type of like short musical piece in any genre, anything, I am a professional musician, you know, and I'll do it for super cheap. I will do. I will hook you up for twenty dollars. For twenty dollars, I will make you a thirty to fifty second musical piece for your podcast youtube channel or whatever the hell you're doing and if you aren't completely satisfied with the product it is completely uh you know you don't have to pay me if you're not satisfied with the product don't pay me because 100 satisfaction guaranteed 
Anyways, uh, if you would like to purchase or commission a theme song, you can give me great details. You know, you can basically I'll work with you. Okay, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or pretty much any app at Demi Gloom D E M I G L O O M. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm I'm bad at not interrupting people, but uh, actually, if you want to hear a little example of Demi Gloom's work, and I'm going to throw this plug in here, uh, so uh, I'm sure that'll make Gigi happy because he probably wants to be plugged. Uh, there's a new podcast here on the Pixels Podcast Network. I, I believe it's probably part of that. Or either way, it is a new podcast with Gigi in it. Um, and it's called Pop Shock Peeps. You can go check it out on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, Raging Gingy and DJ Skywalker talk about all sorts of pop culture type stuff. And the theme song is by Demi Gloom. So they're, they're, some, they're her first satisfied customers. <laughs> If you're listening to if you're listening to this like ten years into the future, the issue crew theme song that me and Riley do is made by me, and I also made the theme song for the MoCast. <laughs> I also made the theme song for <laughs> just start like making up crazy shit that's gonna happen in the future. I also made the theme song for Netflix original sitcom. Uh, What's what's like a random sitcom name? Um, I don't know. The Inbetweeners. <laughs> the Inbetweeners. <laughs> that probably already exists in some form. Um, but yeah, Demi Gloom, she make a good music. She also did the beat for uh, Insufferable Pokemon Media Argument rap theme song, uh, which uh, go check out Pokemon Variety Hour this week. We just did another... Uh, Pokemon Media Debate, me and Odin, who is a host of this show. Um, so yeah, go check that out and listen to Demi Gloom's beat over my epic rap. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, as for my plug, you can check me out at anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed or the Riley Podcast Megafeed on your plaf- podcast platform of choice. Uh, it's the Riley Podcast Megafeed. I do all sorts of crazy podcasts on there. Um, and also in the description of the feed is everything else I do and like my social medias and shit. So yeah, it's my it's my central hub, my website, if you will. Anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed. Check it out. Alright, folks. Thank you for listening to Okay, hold on. I I gotta do this because Jinji's gonna be mad if I don't do this. Give me just a second. It's gonna a little 20 second detour before we end the show. Um God damn it. I hate that my phone runs so slow. I should be able to figure these things out a lot quicker. Uh, this is killing me. Folks, thank you for listening to episode pseudo-wudo of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. Uh, and see you next time. <laughs>